Today's doctrine of Samach Omer Aleph. We are up to the very bottom of the page, New Testament base. And we said that if the baby recognizes the mother, then we, um, the mother has to be the one to, uh, to nurse this little baby. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, <clears throat> what's shot the baby recognizes the mother? What, of what age do we say that the baby starts recognizing the mother? Mother says the Gemara. Moses, we say over here that even they got divorced, and according to Moses, even if she did not make a vow, uh, if they got divorced, she no longer is obligated to nurse. She can have a wet nurse if she wants to. And however, if it's a sakana, no, the baby doesn't really want to uh, eat from anyone else. Then you pay him money and you force her to uh, to um, to nurse. What's considered? Um, the baby recognized the mother. Says the Gemara, Ad Kama. How long does it have to be before we can say that the baby recognizes the mother? How, how old does the baby have to be that's been nursing for the mother? Say, ah, now the baby really recognized the mother. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Mimi, have a few opinions. Rabbi said, Name Rabbi Mimi, but Abba, Amra, they were out, Shloisha Chadashim. Three months. The baby is three months old, then we say the baby recognizes its mother. Shmuel Amar Shleishiyan, even just 30 days. Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yitzchak says in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Chamishim Yerim, the baby has been 50 days old. Amar Rabbi Simi Barabaya, Halacha ke Rabbi Yitzchak, Shammar Meshur Rabbi Yechanan, Halacha like Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yechanan, 50 days. Says the Gemara. Bishleim Rabbi Rabbi Yechanan, when it comes to Rabbi Yechanan, we can say they're not really arguing even where they are. Kol Chad V'chad, Ki Chur Fei, each one is saying, look, that this is the age that we think that a child is mature enough to know. So the only question is whether it's 50, 50 days or whether it's three months, because there are some babies that are you know, more precocious and, and recognize the mother younger and other babies are not. And then the argument is the bulk of the babies, which category they fit in. El Shmuel, Shmuel says 30 days. Um, no one says a baby 30 days really can recognize the mother. So where did he come from? So the Gemara, in fact, ki osa rami bayechaskum. We already had the Gemara before. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, who says the name of Rab, says the name of Shmuel. And even though our Gemara just says Omer Rabbi Yehuda, what do you call it? Um, sorry, it's it's our Gemara just says Shmuel. In other Gemara, it just says Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Shmuel. And Rabbi Yudas had a brother called Rami by Yecheskel. And on a few occasions, Rami by Yecheskel says, ignore what my brother says. Even though his brother is one of the most prolific writers in, in Shas, constantly quoting either Rabbi Shmuel, nevertheless came along Rami, the son of Yecheskel, brother of Yudas, and he said, not listen. Do not listen to these rules that my brother Shmuel said. Shmuel said, in fact, the following. As long as the child recognizes the mother, and we just work it out, each one on their own. Nothing to do with 30, day, uh, 30 days. He doesn't come in the Shmuel, and somebody came before Shmuel, I'm a little bit of by so, um, a, a woman came before Shmuel and wanted to know she was divorced and she didn't want to nurse a child. She wanted to know whether she had to or not. And we said before that once the baby realizes who the mother is and doesn't want to really uh, a nurse from anyone else, we forced the mother to, to nurse the child. So this woman who's divorced went to Shmuel and says, do I have to uh, nurse my child or not? I'm a little Rabdim by Yasef. So Shmuel turned around to Rabdim, the son of Yasef, and said, Zilbot, go investigate. Go check her out. See if the baby really, uh, and, you know, years after its own mother, does, he, does this baby recognize 
its mother. Ozel went. Oisla placed her, the daughter of She made a row of women. The Shrakle Libra took the child, went from woman to woman, and, and, and each one gave the child and observed the relationship between this baby and the mother. When he brought the child to this, to the real mother, saw that the baby was actually staring right into, staring right into her mother's eyes. The mother then turned her eyes away. He didn't want the baby to look at her. Amalah, so he recognized, the writer of Yeshua saw that the baby recognized its mother. The taf einecha, he said, lift your eyes. Kum dodi brech, go ahead, lift up your child. So the mother, fine, that's by a baby who can see, Suma, a baby that's blind. Yada, how does she know who her child mother is? Amalavashi, I said, berecho betaima. A baby can smell her mother, and also when she drinks the milk, can taste the mother's milk and taste different because each one tastes different, and and the baby can recognize that. Even the baby blind can recognize which real mother is. Tell about we learned. Yoinik tinuk You can nurse a child till what age? Ad Up to two years old, you can you can um, nurse a child. Beyond that, So child over two years old who is nursing still from his mother, it's it's like she's is having the child's eating a trafe. Shouldn't be eating from his mother's womb. The um from the mother's chest. says, the child wants to continue nursing from the mother, even to four or five years old, they can continue. However, Pidish wants the child, let's say, separated from his mother. And then wants to go back. After the baby two years old, stop for a while, and then we'll see what a while means. And then wants to return to nurse his mother. That's when it's considered as if the child is nursing from something which is also to the child. Let's analyze this. Beyond two years old, or beyond four or five years old, it's as if the child is eating tray. For Mexico, as it to say, once you're older, you're not allowed to nurse from your mother's milk because the, the milk is trafed to you. Now, the mother asks a question. We know that milk of a woman is not trafed at all. You're allowed to drink the milk of a woman. But I mean, that's a question. I would have thought that milk from a human being is tummy. But Dino, and it makes sense. A living animal can never be tummy. If you touch a living animal, you never become tummy. Yet, most animals, their milk is not kosher. For example, a camel. The milk of a camel is tray, but says twice gomel. One to asser the meat, the meat of the animal, one to asser its milk. Adam, a person, a person who can become tummy, a woman is a needle, a person becomes tummy, touching something and becomes tummy. And then, metami others. Surely, it's milk. So the way a person is stricter than an animal, surely its milk should also be forbidden. You shouldn't have to drink the milk of a woman. The passage therefore says the following, you should not eat from an animal that chooses cud, but um, uh, what do you call it? Um, and, but it does not have split hooves. Es the camel, so the passage, because this animal chooses cud. Um, as, and it, 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 so we're learning the word who it this animal we're talking about the camel. I have to say the word who just say kimalagedo who tummy to tell you that it's restricting this the limiting the tumor 
treif only to this camel. But the milk of a human being is not tame. And we're going to use the word who as well to teach you something else. Who tame um our thought is a cholov. I would thought, okay, blood, I will exclude I would I would say, okay, blood, because blood is by certain animal by certain things, blood is uh, uh what do you call is not shovabako. <laughs> I would have thought um uh, um by by for example uh, milk by cow is permitted by goat is permitted and by uh, camel is forbidden so milk sometimes is permitted even from an animal so i'll say by human okay milk is permitted although is down when it comes to blood which is uniform all animals you know they eat the blood of an animal so therefore baby blood even from a human being also the blood of human is also so shabakot tells you who who tummy the ain dam mahalchishtayim tummy. Blood of a person is not tummy. Ma'atayra, the blood of a person is never tummy. Again, from the word who. So we're learning the word who two things. The, the, the camel is tummy, but not, but not the milk of a, of a human being. The camel is tummy, but not the blood of a human being is tummy. In other places, it learns out, and there's claiming was out a third thing. Um, the meat of an animal, flesh of an animal is t- from a, an animal, bosom and a chai. Any animal. Is forbidden. I'll eat meat from a living animal, but the meat, the flesh of a human being, is not usher. No, you're allowed to eat another person. Mahatera. <clears throat> now, what about Medirabon? So we will continue. And we learn that from either learn all three from word who, or also we use the word zeh. So zeh is another word that, that limits it only to a camel and not to a human being. So we use zeh to teach one of those things meat, blood, or milk. Um, but not everyone agrees you'll eat the flesh of another person. This is what Tayshas and others trying to bring here from Tayshas Kainim. Um, Ella, not only is not us when it comes to milk of a person or blood of a person, so what's going on over here? And, and yet, you said that a baby once over two years old or once over five years old can no longer nurse from the mother, but it's why not? Like kasha, it depends. When it comes to milk, it depends. Hot the potish, hot the light potish. If the milk is, is, if a woman, let's say, is in a glass, there's no isa to drink and not even the rabban. Only when separated. But if it's not separated to, to nurse directly from the mother, the rabban, that is forbidden because it doesn't look proper. But the chalufa badam, when it comes to blood, it's exactly the opposite. Blood from, you'll say, you, you have blood bleeding from your, your gums, you're allowed to swallow it. But let's say you have blood. Uh, that let's say that from you, that's on a, you. You chewed something, and some blood came out of your mouth onto a piece, a piece of bread. You're not allowed to eat that piece of bread. Once it's separated from you, you have to cut it out. Give it time you look. Damn, you got your blood on the bread. You have to scrape it off, and then you can eat it. Shabbat shalom. It's stuck between your teeth. If it's in your gums, then might you tell you just uh, swallow it? There ain't no chayshish, and we're not uh, worried at all. We're not worried at all. Um. <clears throat> Okay, so that's the difference between. Um, there's a question that all the Shainim ask. Why aren't we worried about, you know, um, Maris Ayin? And um, <clears throat> what's the reason why blood, once it's on the bread, is forbidden? So Rashi says the reason why it's forbidden uh, once on the bread is because people will think that the blood, the bread that you eat, has blood on it. It's not your blood. They'll think it's blood from an animal, which is forbidden. 
So it's purely a question of marisayim. When it comes to blood outside external person, it's purely a question of marisayim. So then the question is, so then why are you allowed to drink the blood that's inside your mouth or about marisayim? So, so the simple answer would be that maris ayin is only the very same activity you can do inside the house, you can do outside your house. And we say, if you remember the days when margarine came out, we said that if you need margarine, it looks just like butter, you got to buy it with meat, you should put the wrapper on the table so everybody can see. So uh, even though you're at home, there's nobody there except yourself, since outside. And also, the rule of maris ayin is, I feel awesome. But over here, blood that initially ex ex exited from your gums, it came from your gums. So that's something that can never really be seen by anybody else ever. In all instances, it's always in your mouth, in its original place. So therefore, there's no maris ayin. It's not called filu It's not the same thing outside and inside. There is no outside. It started from my inside and it's still there. It hasn't left. So then there's no maris ayin at all. But however, taste is on the bottom of the page, comes up with a very big finish. He wants to say, that when is Maris Ayn an issue? Only if it's Asa from the Torah is Maris Ayn an issue. But if it's only Asa from the Rabbanon, Maris Ayn is not an issue. And since we just said right now that the entire issue of blood, um, of human blood, is only with the Rabbanon, the people might think that you're eating animal blood. So it's only the Rabbanon. And by the Rabbanon, there is no such thing as Maris Ayn, uh, you know, Bechadu Chadu, if you do it discreetly. We learned, even if your bundle is on your shoulder, even if your bundle is on your shoulder, you can still continue nursing for your mother. And your mother right now thinks that carrying a bundle on your shoulder, you have to be quite old. Once you're five years old, you're capable of carrying some wood on your shoulder. Interesting by that, Kate, there's a big argument how old Yitzchak was at the Kate. Now, the Medrash says 37 years old. When we learned 37 years old, and Yitzchak went to Ganesha for three years, so when he came back, he was 40, and that's when he married Rivka. The Evan Ezra in Chomash that brings an opinion for someone, I can't remember who, that, he, that Yitzchak was five years old. And Evan Ezra rejects that because it says in the Pulsing that um, Yitzchak carried the, the wood, and how can a five-year-old carry the wood? And they ask him, Evan Ezra, from the Gemara right here, it's clearly that a five-year-old can also carry the wood. I guess the Evan Ezra was trying to say, of course he can carry some wood, but they were talking about wood enough to make a fire to make a carbon. There, you need a, quite a substantial amount of wood. And that's that kind of wood five-year-old couldn't really carry. I mean, that's the evidence I meant. Anyway, I would have been said, halacha can have a shur. Halacha is like a shur, even <laughs> four or five years old. Taking about a further time, we learned, Rabbarina says, goineyach, that if somebody, let's say, is in pain and correcting out of pain, is yoinik cholot bishabbos. He can go ahead and nurse milk from a, from for medicinal purposes from the milk let's say of a goat. He needs milk of a goat even on Shabbos. My time. Why do we allow him to do Shabbos? I thought someone's dying. So why do we do on Shabbos? That uh, he's just in pain. Yoinik because um, nursing from the from an animal directly or drinking from the udder of an animal is mefadekalachiyad. What's the malach? Malach is mefarik. You're separating something from its source. And um, if you separate something from its source, you are, it's, it's a tool of dosh. Dosh is threshing. You're separating the grains from the from the where it's growing. So this is threshing. Threshing is one of the malachas. And, um, and, and, and since you're doing it in an abnormal way, it, it was, and why is that abnormal way? Normally, you just put it into a pot. You have a pot that's milk on your milk from the water. Here, you're milking directly from your mouth. It's kalachiyad uamokum tzayla goes rabbanu. Since um, uh, you, and you're using your mouth and not your hand, and and by place of tzayla rabbanu won't goes because right you're talking about tzayla. All you have is pain. 
Others learn that here we're talking about um, it's, it's not even a malach in the Torah because dosh is only gedule karka, only thing rather around. So this is milking difference only isha the rabbanon, and that's why we're, we're relaxed over here. We relax and uh, we say that you can uh, go ahead and do the shini. Now, if somebody's in pain, we can make a shini of a rabbanon or have a guy do it for you. Not like the way that Ashish is relearning is the right, but because you did a shini, so you therefore it reduces it to an issue of the rabbanon, and if somebody is in pain, you're allowed to do that. <clears throat> um, other Gemaras say that only on Yom you can do that. And some say that these two Gemaras are arguing with each other, with each other and Tesis wants to remain Tamas different levels of pain, different grades of pain. The other Gemara is talking about hunger pangs. Hunger pangs, we only permit you to do this on Yom Tavim Shabbos. And here we're talking about um, pains of, 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 you know, because you're sick, you're infirmed. Therefore, we're more relaxed on Shabbos as well. And that proves like those are shame that say this modern argues because otherwise nobody's arguing. What's mean Allah like a Who's arguing with him? Tanya, we learned. Now that we introduced the idea, uh, it would be something else like Kalachiyat. a pipe. Let's say you drain pipe, but you store pipe, and you have all kinds of you know grass and other things that grow that are growing there or sitting there. And it's obstructing the water from flowing down. It's causing the water to go through your roof. foot discreetly on Shabbos. When you're not worried, not worried that people might see whatever it is. When I worry that you're doing anything because you're doing it not the normal way. You're not doing kolachiyat. You're making a shini. My time of masakin kolachiyat. You're not doing the normal way. Welcome say to the gozer abanim. But the lost abanim weren't gozer. So again. The idea of kalachiyad before because of pain in here because of um of a, a half set of mama may allow you to do this kalachiyad. Then we said Peter should be separated from his mother Lacha at 24 months. If after 20 months he goes back, it's like he's eating yainik shek, it's like he's eating from something which is a trade off. He shouldn't come back and nurse. The Kama, how long does he have to separate before we say he can only come back? Three days. If he separates for three days, it's as if completely weaned off. Others say the same thing, but it was not that Yehudi Bechavi said it in the name of Shmuel. Yehudi Bechavi said it in front of Shmuel. Shmuel didn't object, which means that he agreed. So in fact, it was a Yehudi Bechavi was did. That's what we learned. We learned Menekes Shemes. Let's say Bailam, a woman who was nursing and her husband died within 24 months, and she wants to get remarried. On the other hand, we said before the average child is nursed up to two years old. We do not want her to get engaged. And, and even get engaged, that leads to marriage. Why don't we want to get married? We don't want to get married either because the child is in danger. Why? Because and the reason is that the reason is simple. We are worried that um, she'll get married, she'll fall pregnant, she will lose her milk. And if she was married to her husband and she falls pregnant, lose the milk, the husband then will buy milk and you know substitutes to take care of the child. But over here, this uh, the, this new husband of hers is not interested in the child, it's not his child, he has no obligation to support. It. He tells us it's your child, you take care of it. She doesn't have the money or the means to provide only for natural milk. But because of the new husband, she lost her natural milk or became all sour. And therefore, uh, she shouldn't uh, put herself in that situation and endanger the child's life. Till 24 months. 
Rabbi Huda says that it's all right when after 18 months. After 18 months, you're out. Says the Gemara, says, because that's enough for a child that afterwards he can sustain himself normal food. Yeah, um, this argument of Rabbi Rame is in fact the same argument in Bisham Basil. These are the words of Bishamai, Hain Hain Dib Basil. What do you mean? Bishamai, I mean, Esli Rabba Chedish. A baby requires 24 months of nursing. Basil, I mean, Shmain also Chedish. 18 months of nursing is sufficient. I will be Machria. I will make some kind of a, I'll make a ruling that goes as follows. I'll allow three months. Even if she falls pregnant, the first three months, the milk, her milk is not really impacted. It's only after three months. So the Divya, I mean, says that a baby needs 24 months, then 21, 21 months after she, she became pregnant, after the baby was born, you can already start because even if she falls pregnant, the first three months doesn't impact the milk at all. The one who says, sorry? The one who says 18 months, Muteres Linase, the one who says 18 months, she's allowed to be married, but Chamisha's after 15 months. Why? The milk does not become sour or, 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 or disgusting or repugnant. Only when she's after three months into her pregnancy. Amar Ullah says the halacha is like Rabbi Yudah. That, that says that after 18 months, not 24 months, 18 months, which really means 15 months. Based on what we just said, he allowed, um, um, he allowed, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, allowed me to marry this woman after 15 months, when her baby was 15 months old, because even if she falls pregnant straight away, it takes three months. Tells him a story, a fascinating idea regarding Rabboni. Arise the Abaya. Abaya had this worker. Also, the Kamei the Abaya, who once came before Abaya. Can I get engaged? 50, a, a child 15 months old. Can I get engaged a woman who's a child 15 months old? So Abaya said, for sure. First of all, whenever there's an argument between Rabbi and Rabbi Yudah, generally the Allah is always like Rabbi Yudah, which means that what? And Rabbi Yudah said 18 months. And then he stepped back three months. So, so 15 should be right. And we said before that this is an identical argument between Bisham and furthermore, but Amar Ula and Ula came along and said, Halacha Kirabihuda. He came along and he also added on, even though we have a general rule that Allah Rabihuda, Ula came and stated regarding this particular argument, Allah Rabihuda. Three reasons why 15 months, why 18 months, and then go back three. But Amar Marukva, and Marukva said, and the fourth thing is, Marukva alone came along and told Halacha Lemaisa that once happened, Khanin allowed me to get married after 50 months. Here, you only want to get engaged. We're not even talking about getting married when, you know, could be a full pregnancy straight away. We're about getting engaged and who knows how long it will, you know, the, the, the duration will be between your engagement and um, and your marriage. So, if, of course, you're allowed to. That's what Abaya ruled. He also Now, he lived near his teacher, Rabbi Yasef. So then once he came to Rabbi Yasef, Abaya, and he told him, you know, you had a child, let's say, this is what I ruled. Omalei, Rabbi said, Oh, you ruled incorrectly. Because Rav and Shmuel, the Amitavayu, Rav and Shmuel, they both said 
They rule you have to wait 24 months. And those 24 months is chutz miyayim shenei labay does not include the day that they were born. The chutz miyayim shenei labay does not include the day of engagement. That's with two intervening years. The second day of the, birth, of the baby's life and the day before you got engaged. And that's the halacha. In other words, we're going to follow Rab Meir here against all these other opinions. Rohat Basrei Klosaparsi Abayi then realized that he passed wrong. He picked himself up and he chased after this person to tell him, I made a mistake. And this person already was 12 kilometers away and he chased after him to tell him whenever it was at night or the following day to, um, that I'm sorry, don't get married. But I'm the other say, Parsibachalos, he ran um, four kilometers on the sand, which is much harder to run four kilometers on the sand than to run 12 kilometers on, on, on you know, on, on gravel. But like Adrichay couldn't reach him in time. Omar Abai Abai said, Now I understand this, this din, the rabbi said, that even an obvious law, even this obvious law, you found an egg inside a chicken, whether you're allowed to um, eat it. And we're not talking about a whole egg. We're talking about an egg that you, you checked a chicken and you found a, a complete egg in the chicken. And um, you're allowed to eat it with milk. And kutach, remember we had a number of times, kutach is that heavy, sour milk with moldy bread. And if you're allowed to eat that milk, which I rule that everybody knows, a person should not say, yes, you're allowed to, even though everybody knows, universal law, it's, a, it's a something so simple everybody knows. You're not allowed to pass in the region of your rabbi, even such a law. Not because it looks like it's a chutzpah. Because no chutzpah, everybody knows the law anyway. Because every, very important thing here, every rub, when it comes to pasking a shayla, real shayla, you have sayata deshmaya. You have help from above to make sure you're pasking correctly. But if you're in the, in the vicinity of your rebbe, out of the covet to your rebbe, you should, you should uh, give over the psak, relate the psak to your rebbe, or should consult your rebbe. Even such an obvious thing, because otherwise you lose the Sayyata Shmaya, and even someone as great as a buyer made a mistake. The memory to say, Do I know how you mean I knew this law of Rabbi Shmuel that they say the halach is gotta wait 12 months. Nevertheless, I did not have the Sayyata Shmaya to say it. The Nadi Behuda, when he was trying to be a rub, they used to test them with fruits and they would play out, put out a platter of fruits and they would say. To the rub, okay, go ahead and make brachas because all kinds of rules which uh, brach you make first, you know, eight versus adamna, a fruit that you like versus a fruit that you don't like, a fruit, uh, a local fruit versus a fruit from Israel, many, many different the, the details. And, and this is something you know, I said they want to see how you behave. And uh, and maybe he took the test and he failed. Um, so he told them that. He said, it proves nothing. He says, because the Gemara says, he obviously meant this Gemara here, that a Rav, when he passes, he has Sayyat al-Shmaya. Since you haven't made me the Rav yet, and in fact, some of you don't want me to become the Rav, therefore, I'm lacking Sayyat al-Shmaya. Um, so therefore, I'm apt to fail. The moment you hire me as Rav, you'll see that I won't fail. That was another really argument. Talking about fruits, they did, they did the same test with the Tzemach Tzedek. And with him, they gave, they gave a, a whole fruit and a half a fruit. Uh, so they gave a platter of fruits. There were uh, a couple of whole fruits there, a couple of part fruits, and they put a knife there, a plate, and they said, go make a bracha. He took, um, what do you call it? He took, uh, uh, sorry, they gave him a, a plate with no knife, and just a, plate, a bowl of fruits. Most of them were whole, some of them were half. He took the half fruit and he made a bracha. 
And right away they jumped on him and said, you got it wrong, because the din is supposed to make a bracha on the whole fruit, it's much more bakavadik, not the half fruit. So the Tzermach Tzadik answered, if you wanted to meet, to eat the whole fruit, you would have brought me a knife. Because you didn't bring me a knife, it's obvious you didn't want me to eat the whole fruit, only the half fruit. And you, every guest is there of Das Balabayas. You have to, you have to uh, I guess, uh, accommodate the owner of the house, the host. So therefore, I had to eat the half fruit. But that's what they used to do, to see whether you, you know halacha. But Abayas says, knowing halacha, it's Sayyat Rishmaya. The Torah's, um, what's his name? Um, oh. Uh, who wrote the uh, Unbelievable And he used to go consult and then he went to Shlein. He used to call the Torah's Chesed. Unbelievable. So he used to go and consult the Tzermach Tzedek. And he used to go there a couple of times a year and he used to ask him all the questions and argue, whatever. And one time he came to Tzermach Tzedek and told him that he had a Shaila. And this is how he passed. And it was a question of Aguna, a very difficult question. And he gave his whole pulpal why he decided one way or another. And the Tzermatel told him, you forgot a Mishnah. And Tzermatel Chesed came all pale, a Mishnah, impossible. And in his head, he started going through all the Mishnahis. And he said, no such Mishnah against what I wrote. Tzermatel says, he, he honed in on it, told him which Chalik, and he told him which Pedic. And he still didn't get it until he told him which Mishnah in the Pedic. And suddenly he realized he forgot an open Mishnah. His whole pulpal was baseless. And then he said, oh, that's the difference between a Rebbe and, and, and a Gon. Sayyata Deshmaya. So this is what Abaya was saying here. He did not have Sayyata Deshmaya, even though you can't get anyone, you know, like Abaya. Abaya is one, is one of a, one of the, well, we know what Abaya is. And nevertheless, he made a mistake in the Pesach. Tell him about it further. Um, 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 we learned. He gave he gave the son over to a nurse, to a wet nurse. These possible case. What about you're telling me now get be married for two years? What about she no longer nursing the child? She gave it to somebody else to nurse. or she weaned the child off. I mess. Or the child actually died, and the husband you knows she died twelve months ago because she get remarried. Muteres In all these cases, why can't she get married straight away? Yes, she can. Wanted to follow this law and say, Well, you can get remarried right away. A woman said, One second, but did he have a Uvda? It once occurred to me this very story. Ramnachan clearly forbade me from getting remarried. I had to wait the full two years. Says the Gemara, How can it be? But Ramnachman shot a little bit. So, how can you believe a testimony? We know for a fact that Ramnachman permitted to members of the family of the chief exilarch in, 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 in Bavel that what that they can get remarried in these cases. So, the says, No, that's exception. Shiny Beidash, Lucid, Lahadi Bahu. In other words, in the case where she gave it to somebody else, the reason why you cannot get married, what happens to the nurse that that wet nurse decides to have her own baby and she stops nursing on your behalf? What do you do then? So, therefore, um, but in the case of the Rejgulusa, there's no woman that would have the courage. If she was hired on a two year contract, no woman would have the courage to quit because they were all petrified from this. They were all very authoritarian and they were, everyone was petrified from them. So they had the full brunt of the law behind them. The government recognized the house of David and then the full brunt of the law. The Eden, while they lived in the bubble, even though initially it was terrible and there was an exile on you know, Tishabov, once they were settled in, they were, they were treated very nicely. They became very affluent and none of them wanted to return to Israel. I know Ezra was only able to get 70 years later 41,000 Eden to return. The vast majority wanted to remain behind. You know, they, they were very well established. 
and, um, and, and so on. And the Reish Galusa had authority from the government. They could levy taxes and they had the police and everything else. So nobody had the courage to uh, turn down uh, or, or um, breach a contract that they had Reish Galusa. So that when they were ruled, it's all right. But anywhere else, if you're a witness, how do you know the witness won't change your mind? So you can't rely on that. And that's why you have to wait full two years in case you're needed um, to, um, to nurse a child. Um, the Papa, the Papa says, what do you have to have the case of of this um of of this uh, um this safta to tell you that you cannot write a line of brice but, but you should have known yourself for another brice the tanya we learned another case where we made a law that a woman who was married and her husband died you have to wait three months before she marries again we had this already because we want to be able to discern or determine this child that you will have whose child is it let's say it's born seven months after she remarries but it's nine months from the first husband now it's questionable first husband second husband first was a koi and second wasn't you know so many questions uh, the ash of the first or the second so we say there has to be hiatus of three months in between so this way we can determine whose child it is what about in the situation where it's impossible that that's the first husband's child so you still have to wait the three months and the bride clearly says regardless once you make a rule it's universal you're not going to start making exceptions here there so so just like in three months in the case of three months you make no exceptions so to the case of two years we make no exceptions you always have to wait the full two years what's the story there let's say she left her husband's house and she remained in her parents house for the, for the full three months before he died. She had a big fight with her husband. Her husband was incarcerated. There was no way that she could have had a child with her first husband. Well, let's say husband traveled overseas. was too old, incapable of, of, of a um, of procreating, or infirm, let's say she was barren, or she was old, beyond the years of being capable of children, or analysts, a woman, a barren woman who could never have a child, or somebody too young to have a child, or let's say she miscarried right after her husband died, and then her husband's dead already, so there's no way that she could have been impregnated by her first husband, or this is the proof they use against Rashi, who says that when you say the child, you shouldn't, um, the child can become a sandal, shouldn't have relations right away with another man because the, the child, the first, she's pregnant, the child might become a sandal, and Raja says she might then, before pregnant with the second child, who will scorch the first child, says clearly here that once uh, you have a child inside you, you can't have a second child. Because once you mantle one child, you don't say, oh, maybe there's another child inside a womb. You don't say that. Um, what do you call it? And... Um, or whatever reason, not capable of having a child. For example, she had a hysterectomy. Can't have a child. Cool on Sikh Lamtrakadashim. Deeper holds in all these cases make no difference. Xeda, it's universal. Abiyasi says they are exceptions, and therefore in all these cases, why not? We always follow our mayor when it comes to his Gzairis. Whenever a mayor is machin, because he's making a Xeda. Um, even though in logic, you can, you can tell, tell there's a difference between the two. Um, uh, what do you call? Because once you make Zeta, you don't you don't make exceptions. Whenever you make Zeta, generally you try to make it universal for everybody. You make no difference between one woman and another woman. All sets of circumstances, the rules are basically the same. You have to wait the full three months. So same thing by Menekes, even though the, the child died, whatever it is, there's no reason why not. We never let's wait the full uh, two years in all cases. Amalei, they said the Papa and the Huni said Lab Adaiti. No, we weren't aware of it. Yet the more conclude. Halach is if the child dies, it is permitted. If the child malata, you weaned off, 
also is forbidden. When the child dies, there's no way that there's a problem of you know, changing your mind or anything else. Um, and Gemalt also. So the shame have a hard time. He just said the halacha remain is exodus, make no difference. Now suddenly you're coming along and making exceptions. If the child is dead, there's no reason why we should not allow her to get married. But the child weaned off, we're worried that the wetness will stop the nursing, so you'll have to take her back. Mabravashi wants to go further. He wants to say that even the child died, it's also forbidden. And why should it be forbidden? Another reason altogether. Because we're scared if you're going to make a law that says that if a child is dead, she can get remarried. What happens if she's madly in love? She's very, very lonely. She's going to do something to make sure the child dies so that she can get married. Dilma Kotleva Osla. She might kill her own child or cause his death or means in order to get married. Have uh, you there was a story that can happen. The mother uh, strangled her own child. Taking my blood, he had no proof whatsoever. He shaked to have it. That woman obviously was not in the right mind. We cannot imagine, it's definitely uncommon, that a mother should strangle her own child, even, even uh, because she's lonely to get married, because she would never ever take her own child's life. So, um, so what exactly does it mean the halacha is. Uh, um, so what's the real reason then why we make no difference between when you wean it off or didn't wean it off? Go to follow. So Tyson explains. If we say that if you wean the child off, you can get remarried, then we're scared that the mother is going to try to wean the child off, even though the child's not ready, in order for her to get married. And that's our concern. And this is gives an incentive for them to do the wrong thing. But when it comes to um, to dying, we don't believe that the wrong thing would be for the mother to make sure the child dies, or starvation or whatever. And we don't believe that the average woman would ever do that to her child. And therefore, we're not worried. Tell me what we learned. Let's say a woman was hired to be a wet nurse and she gets paid for it, she gets a salary, then she has no right, she has no right to nurse her own child with it because the child is going to steal some of the milk that she has to to offer to the child that she was hired to, to be a witness for. But not to do a favor to a friend. The milk that you have is dedicated for that child that you're being paid for. Let's say that this person gives her some a little money that she should eat properly so that um, she can have plenty of milk. She, but that won't be enough food. She has to then buy more food in order to have an abundant supply of milk to keep on for, uh, nursing this baby. She should not eat food, which is actually considered bad for milk, uh, for milking a child. She should not eat such food because now that you're on a, on a contract, you have to make sure that you're in the best possible tip-top condition. So you're not allowed to then use, you're not allowed to eat food which will harmful to uh, milk, to the mountain milk or turn the milk sour. Says the Gemara, first let's understand. If you tell me her own son, which she has a duty of care to take care of, you tell me that since she's contracted out, she's not allowed to. Then you have to tell me the friend of a friend, the a friend's son that she should not nurse. Of course not. It's not, it's not even your obligation. Why would you think you're allowed to? You're contracted out to somebody else. Says, <laughs> her own son, the her own son, she's She will therefore give a lot of milk to her own son, and then it'll impact on the milk that you have left over in the reserve for the other one. Abu Ben the son of your friend, if you would, but for your friend, if if you wouldn't have extra In other words, for your friend, you'd only give her a little bit of you know, milk sparingly. You're not gonna go ahead specially give her too much milk, only a friend's a favor. So therefore, you're gonna make sure you have enough milk for you know for the contract you have, and this is only 
only excess milk, so it shouldn't be a problem. that no, you have no right. Then we said, Pasa Kim, if the guy gave you a, the one you contracted, you gave a little bit of food, a chelis harba, you have to eat more than that. It's not enough because you need an abundant supply of milk. Mehecha, who pays for the extra food? She pays it herself. Because obviously, when you took the salary, you incorporate, you included that in your costs, not just your time and the pain that you have and so on and so forth. You also took in the, into account the amount of excess food that you need. So uh, then said, oh, you shouldn't eat food that's harmful to your milk. My knee, what kind of food are we talking about? Amr of Khan of Khan said, keep going, you shouldn't eat kshus, kshus or hops, the chazis, you shouldn't eat certain kinds of grass. The dog, you can a small little fish, like sardines, whatever it is, you shouldn't eat, and adama, nor should you eat earth. I'm not exactly sure what he means, you shouldn't eat earth. What, what, you know, why people would eat earth. Maybe some kind of, a, um, I don't know, some kind of like a vitamin or something. I don't know what it is, some kind of health superfood, earth. But whatever it is, you're not allowed to eat it because it has a, a negative impact on the milk that you have. Omar Abaye, Abaye says, I feel the craw, even girls, the girl family, and, um, and the chavusha, and, and even, um, what do you call it? These little, you know, these, these quince apples. And our papa says, I feel craw, the kufr. Our papa says, and even kra and kufra. Rashi says kra is the, the things that grow around uh, a palm tree. And, uh, and kufra is dates that are not yet ready. Ravashi, Yom Ravashi says, afilu kamcha, that you also should not eat uh, a kamcha v'harsana. You shouldn't eat kamcha and, and, and harsana. And um, what exactly is kamcha? I'm not exactly um, I'm sure. Harsana is in fish that we always fry there. In, um, in in flour, uh, sorry, kamcha is kutach. Kamcha is that milk that we said before that is you know, that moldy, that milk with the moldy bread, sour milk and moldy bread, and that's kamcha. And nor should you eat the little fish that are fried in um, in flour and in the fats of the fish. All of these foods have a negative yeah. impact on woman's milk. Tell about it further. Um, some of these things actually interrupt the milk flow. And some of these allow the milk to flow, but it makes the milk repugnant. Then it says, the mission of Misham Shabbat Then it's talking about these things, and talking about things which are bad omens for the milk. We're also not talking about things about bad omens for having children where you have your relations. If you have relations right next to a mill, have a little bit of nikhli, you have children who are epileptic. Not sure exactly the link between the two. Uh, if you have uh, relations on the ground, you'll have these kids with very long necks. Remember those, those countries in Africa, we have these women with these very long necks, and that's considered a mum. The darka al if somebody steps on the urine of a, of, a, of a donkey or on the dung of a donkey, you'll have children who grow bald early. Um, if you eat lots of mustard while you're pregnant, you about while you're pregnant, she walks over these things. If you eat lots of mustard while you're pregnant, you will have children that are constantly hungry. If you eat cress, you'll have uh, children with very uh, watery eyes, constantly flowing in their eyes. If you eat small little fish, You'll have children whose eyes constantly are blinking. The achla, if you eat gagush, if you eat earth, you'll have ugly children. The shasya shikr, if you drink alcohol or beer while you're pregnant, you'll have dark children. But the achla bisra, the shasya chamra, if you eat meat, 
and you drink wine while you're pregnant, have a lebenay body, you'll have very healthy children. The achla beya, if you eat um, the eggs, the havale, then you will have children, b'nei enini, children with big eyes. And the achla kib, if you eat large fish, havale b'nei chinna, you will have children who will have charm and grace. The achla kaprasa, if you eat kaprasa afya, afya according to many is the celery. This is the big argument we have when it comes to, I'll say parsley, the big argument we have when it comes to, um, uh, what do you call it? Karpas by the Seder, what exactly Karpas is, celery, um, parsley, or, or other things. Havilo, you'll have children that b'nei zivisti. You'll have children that their faces will shine. The achla kuzbarta, if you eat coriander, havile b'nei bisroni, you'll have fat kids. The achla esrege, if you'll eat esregim, havile b'nei reichani, you'll have children that have beautiful fragrance. In fact, barte de shabamalka, the daughter of shabamalka, while the mother was pregnant, she used to constantly eat a sregim. So this girl grew up, had a wonderful smell. And whenever they wanted to have a good smell, they would bring her before her father, the king. So it would bring a beautiful fragrance into the room. Okay, we'll stop over here.